just for a couple of days. So you say just, I only saw you that, that one time. Yeah, no, I was just in for Saturday and Friday night, Saturday, and then a Sunday. That was it. Just I was waiting for an uh, I was waiting for an herbs and gerbs invite, but uh, yeah, I didn't herbs get, and rice. Sorry, herbs and rye. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get over there. Um, because I had too much going on Saturday and Sunday to go out either night before and then Monday they're closed. So or Sunday they're closed. Sunday or Monday, whatever. Sunday they're closed. So sure. It's disappointing. Anyways, good to see everybody. I... Yeah. Chris, show us your pool room. Um well this, this is a way of saying get out of the way. Yeah. With my table in it. Nice. Nice. Pretty much it. Not as nice as James. Yeah. So how'd that match go? Anyways, I missed that first round of the European Open. I didn't bring it up. <laughs> I was quite we, we can talk about it if you want to. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. I, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody I was, knows the result. So I, was, I was expecting you, Jim, to say, I got nothing. I was going to say, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> he's, uh, look, look, he's not the first one to beat me 9-0. Matt Gray did it to me at the GB9. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when the stars align and, and everything yeah. falls on one side and nothing yeah. on the other side, then these results happen, you know. And Chris played well. I think he'll admit at the start of the match, I think the first five racks, he apologised to me six times. Yeah, in the first five racks, <laughs> and uh, I turned up after two weeks of being on holiday and throwing my daughter around the swimming pool and um, uh, uh, pulling luggage around. I flared up an old uh, shoulder injury from soccer football. Sorry, I'm, I'm not yeah. going to call it soccer. I'll call it football. Years I ago, call it a war injury. Yeah, and then just picking up my daughter. I just was sitting in my seat. I turned around to pick her up, and I ripped the muscle all along the side of my, my stomach here. Wow. So uh, the tournament started at least one day too early for me. And I, I just basically, uh, I played on the, the Monday night to practice because I hadn't played for, obviously I'd been on holiday, I hadn't played for over two weeks. So I thought yeah. I need to get on the tables and hit some balls. And it didn't feel too bad. But then it started to, especially my shoulder, started to feel uh, sore on the Monday. So I stopped a little bit earlier than I wanted to. Yeah. Then I woke up on the Tuesday morning and it was just basically my shoulder was frozen and my stomach was. Yeah, that's yeah. no good. So, uh, but uh, Chris played well. He did play well. He certainly played better against me than he did in the match that I sat and watched against uh, <laughs> against Benji. That one, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, yeah, I got pumped, and then uh, I managed to just scrape my the second match on that day. I managed to scrape through mainly because my opponent was let's just say very Rubbish. poor. I could have switched. I could have switched arms and gone left-handed to save my shoulder, and probably could have still won the match. And then the, the day after that, I played and I, and I felt a bit better. Filled myself up with paracetamol. I played pretty well, but the guy I was playing was a top top German player, and he beat me eight six. It was a really yeah. good. Who match. was it? You played someone good. Who was it? Dorenberg. Fit him, uh, fit um, yeah, he got. Yeah, the last he is a really good player. He got beaten the last sixty-four by Shane. Yeah, he's a good um, player. And uh, I could have had him. I missed one ball, and it was the. The eight ball at seven six down. Uh, I tried to force an angle out of it, and you can't do it on those tables. Um, figured to get better on the nine ball, didn't want to yeah. be on the rail, and it just it hung there. And he beat me eight six. Yeah, um, no, it was a good match. I played all right. Um, how was and that was it? Chris and Jim, how was the arena? Good. It's exactly the same as last year. They just yeah. there was more people there this time. I think Jim wasn't there. Mm. On, on all yeah, the they, had, they had a nice, they had a nice crowd this year. 
yeah, on the on the Saturday they 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 filled out on the Saturday there was over five hundred people in there. Yeah, yeah. And, even, and even on the weekdays where you know people are working and stuff like that, there was still a, a pretty decent crowd in there. So it was a nice yeah. atmosphere. Um, they all tend to congregate round, you know, the same tables, which means you've maybe got two two what one group of four tables has got a really really nice atmosphere because either people are just watching one table and the atmosphere boils over onto the other tables, you know. Um, so you've always got like one group of four tables that are the, the atmosphere is really really good, um, and then on the Saturday and Sunday the atmosphere was great. It dropped it dropped slightly when Filler got beat, um, yeah. But uh, yeah. that's to be expected, you know. Um, but listen, they were given great entertainment, you know. Sure, uh, three, of, three, three of the four quarterfinals going hill hill, the final yeah. going hill hill. I mean, you you couldn't ask for any more as far as entertainment goes and excitement. So it was a uh, and the semifinals were two games, right? Semifinals were both uh, very close as well. Yeah. yeah. So which is, I mean, completely opposite. You know, I mean, when you look at the the results of the UK Open, there was a, quite a few blowouts towards the end of the tournament, and then you've got people shouting about winner breaks is not the way to go. It has to be alternate break to stop these things. But and you see it here, that it can go the other way as well, and and yeah. you know. Yeah. It created some it created some great storylines and we saw we saw some matches where guys were down maybe about four racks again towards the end of the match and then somebody gets on a run like Alcady did uh, being eight five or maybe even eight four down in the final and he yeah. got on a run to get back to eleven eight and then Raga got on a run to get it back to twelve twelve so you get these the, the, it's momentum it's all about momentum in these uh, matches when you're playing the winner breaks and if you can just you you, you spot moments in the match where the momentum shifts. And that yeah. creates excitement and you think, okay, can he get on can he get things here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally enjoyable. I was, I was a fan for more, for longer than I than I wanted to be uh, when I was there, or even expected to be. But um it was a good tournament to be a fan at. Really yeah, enjoyed it. And it's my good. favorite it's my favorite venue as well out of all the the, the 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 open venues because it has that separate room at the side with all the vendors and it's like the 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 where all the fun happens and the, the, they've got a couple of tables there where people are playing little challenge matches on the pros come out and they play uh, matches against the kids and stuff like that and gets everybody a frame and people get the photo opportunities people can have a beer they can talk normally and have a little bit of fun without disturbing the play on the tables inside so yeah. um, not really enjoyable yeah yeah good yeah chris any any uh, thoughts on it no that's exactly what Jim said, really. It's, it is the best venue this side of the pond, I think. Uh, the UK is close, but it just doesn't have the same amount of people that turn up to watch it. But the Germans absolutely love it. Uh, and there was quite a lot of people travelled to watch it this time. So there's some people from England that travelled. Um, some people, quite a lot of people from Poland travelled. From it's the just, Philippines. A lot of Filipinos found their way yeah, over there too. Right, from the Philippines yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's, you yeah, know... So good. That's kind of what happens to me. That's why I always say, you know, pick a venue and stick with it for a couple of years and, and start yeah. to build some following, you know, build a, build yes. a, we, we need to be there type of atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they've done a good job of that in full day after two years. Uh, hopefully they're getting to that point at the U.S. Open. I mean, I'm not an Atlantic City fan, but I think it's it's a smart move and I think it works as long as they stick with it and develop some some following there. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, liked, I liked the way they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an, a great event to uh, to watch from home. Unfortunately, I was in Vegas for most of it, which is why we haven't been doing a show for the last few weeks. He spent 15 days in Vegas, uh, working Oof. like 13 to 14 <laughs> hours a day in a booth. Yeah, it's not yeah. exactly fun. No. So, 
And then you need a little recovery time from that when you get back. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, apologies, everybody out there. That's the reason why we haven't been doing a show. I was in Vegas, and Jim is too lazy to uh, take it over when he's playing in Turkey. Well, I just so. I just happened to have been in Turkey for two weeks, and then in Germany. Yeah. I, put, <laughs> I put some stuff on. You, you did. did. You were filling some filling some spots. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked harder than you have the last three weeks, Minden. You've worked yeah. harder than me in the last like ten years yeah, combined. I was going to say twenty six. I was. Did you fall asleep in the booth, mate? No, I would never do that. <laughs> Eric Groff says you fell asleep in the booth. I may or may not have fallen asleep a couple times. You <laughs> cannot deny or confirm these rumors. Yeah, yes. because he was asleep. Because he was asleep. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. I will just say that uh, two weeks in Vegas is a long time. Two weeks in Vegas is a long time, and sometimes blinks are very misleading. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I was just having a very elongated blink. You know, you just never truly know. So, but uh, yeah, it was actually pretty cool. I got to meet a lot of the podcast listeners. We'll give a shout out to Eric. I got to meet him out there for the first time. Uh, Bill got to meet him out there. Well, I don't want to start going on names because then I'm going to forget people and I'm going to feel like a dick. So those two, we'll just we'll just give you those two as a shout out. <laughs> and the rest. Uh, yeah, and the rest. Sorry, <laughs> there was a lot. A lot of people swung by. So that was awesome. It's good to see everybody. Good to meet uh, everybody. Good good to put a face to the names. Uh, I So I, I don't know. I guess uh, do we have anything else? I know the, the European Open was a couple weeks ago at this point. Um, it's been kind of talked about. Do we want to talk about the shot that everybody is now an expert on? Not really. I wouldn't give it too much. I mean, it's been covered on social media. And the, and the, and the yeah. people that you should listen to who know what they're talking about have generally all said the same thing. There's there's three parts to that shot. It's your tip position on the cue ball, how hard you hit it, and the angle that you hit the seven. And yeah. all three of them, all three of the the, the 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 ways he approached it, and all three sides meant that he missed it. You shouldn't be hitting low on the cue ball. You, you should be hitting high, yeah. or at least you, middle, you, or middle. You should just be punching it stop shot. You should be hitting it harder, and you should be hitting the seven full. Simple as that. But he, I think what most have agreed on is he's tried to control the seven ball right, in some right, fashion. Exactly. And that's and he's and he's just tripped himself off with the, up with that, you know. And yeah. it's it's easy now for people to say, yeah, he should have just forgot about the seven and made sure he makes a six. But when you look at that shot, you think it's you, you think he can't miss it. You yeah. know, and yes, that's the thing, yeah. You, you think he can't miss it, and he's just tried to get a little bit too cute with it and maybe just well, that's you the know, pressure of being in that situation, knowing you're you two know, balls away, right? And and, and you, have a shot, you, you want have everything a shot. to be perfect, and you've seen everybody try to be perfect exactly. on those last balls. You saw Feder try to be perfect, you know, yep. against against uh, Filler, and it cost him. So, you know, top players in those moments, you know, your mind's racing, the clock's racing, your arm's twitching, and you have to make a fast decision. Sometimes it doesn't work out. And it's easy yeah. for people at home to sit and say, you should have done this, you oh, should have yeah, done yeah. that. Uh, or even even they say I would have done this. I would yeah. have done that. Well, yeah. I tell you, you wouldn't have been there in the first place. You'd, have missed, you have, you'd have missed the you five and the six ball. <laughs> yeah, and, and you wouldn't have run. You wouldn't have run seven and out against uh, uh, Copen Yi, and you wouldn't have uh, destroyed uh, Wojtek, and you wouldn't. Have, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. the guy. I mean, what what I will say. I mean, you can talk about that shot and the fact that he he didn't go for the two ball in the rack before at yeah. eleven. These are things that people are talking about. For me, from what I saw from Raga being in the arena, his shot clock management was not great. You know, there was quite a lot of shots where he was 
almost he was he had to make a decision rather than he was making the decision he wanted to make you know and he wasn't using his extension all the time at the correct times he was using them way too early in the racks you see david will, will, will he won't use it on a he won't use it at the start of the rack unless he's in real trouble you know if he's but raga was looking for the perfect safety a lot of the time and taking his extension and then he didn't have the extension for later on in the rack and there was quite a few few times that i saw him hitting shots i'm thinking you've just hit that because you have to now you yeah. know and and i think his shot clock management was was poor david said that, that he, as soon as the balls broke um in the final rack he knew it was going to be a safety battle so he didn't want to use his shot clock to his extension too early raga used it immediately so then he didn't have David his... used it early too though hmm? david used it early yeah, too, he though. didn't want to he, right, right, no, no, right, in right, his yeah. head as soon as the break went he saw safety battle and thought yeah. i need to be keeping my shot for as long as possible you know, I was watching that. I was watching it, and I kept thinking, I, if you're a player, the worst situation you want to be in, to me, would be a safety battle on the hill in the championship match because everything is so millimeter difference mm -hmm. in a safety battle. If it's an open table, you should, if it's a, you know, if the other guy shoot, you, you hope to get back to the table. But, but a safety. It reminded me of the David Jeremy match in the Moscone yeah. Cup a couple of years ago. You know, that final wreck, it's a safety battle. And it's so, I can't imagine what they're going through when their arms are shaking and their minds racing and 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 they've got to be like millimeter precise on a safety. Otherwise, they're going to sell out. Um, that to me, that was, and, and to me as a fan, that's, that's what got me on the edge of the seat. It was like, okay, who's going to blink first? And you go through four or five rounds of safeties and it was, it was intense. Yeah, throughout the years, that's what makes the difference between the great champions and just the very good players. You know the ability to do that, and it depends who you are. If you if you were to approach both the players at the start of the uh, of the final rack, if you said to David, "Do you want a safety battle here?" He'll say, yeah, "No, he's, he's yeah, break." Yeah. If you say to Raga, "Do you want a safety battle here?" He'll say, "I'll take it." Yeah, because I don't have yeah. the break here. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you know. Seems yeah. that the, that it always works out that way, where the. Uh... The final rack is never a break and run. It's, it's always, never a break and run. Is it the final rack? Never. Yeah, there's very, always, very there's, always, there's always something a bit funny that happens. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. uh, it was excitement as a fan. It was brilliant to watch. You know, oh. and, uh, I think people need to lay off Raga a little bit. They've, there's been some people that have had a bit of a go about it, kind of thing, and about refusing the two oh, ball. And, uh, well, for me, refusing the two ball at twelve eleven was a bigger error from him. That, that yeah, was a so. chance. You know, that was a free chance for him, really. You know. Um, I would have. Yeah, I, think, I, I think. I think most. I think most top champions. They would have taken on that two ball, and if they didn't get good on the three, they play safe. Or the four, I think, was the next one. If they don't get good, they play safe. But I think they all have a go at that two ball. They probably do, but I think most of them also agreed that the safety was pretty easy. He just did a lousy job of it. He played it poorly. Yeah, he, yeah. but he did the one thing that you couldn't afford to do. You know, but what a shot from David. The two ball was not easy for him. No, no, it was a hell of a shot from David from the rail on the two ball. You know, yeah, sure was. I mean, yeah. you could you could say that Raga hasn't really sold out there. He's given yeah. David an opportunity, but he hasn't, it's not what you'd call a sellout, really, yeah. because it was still a really tough shot. You know, yeah. especially in that situation. Um, I thought he actually missed it. I thought he was going to hang it. Yeah. Yeah. So good, good stuff. It was great seeing Raga out there. It was great seeing him do well because I think that you could tell by his reaction from it that now he he wants to get back out there and play these events. You know, he was always a stay-at-home money guy to this point. 
Um, and now I think he just, you know, he's got the itch to go out there and compete, and hopefully more of the Filipino players will follow because it, it sure is more exciting when they're out there, isn't it? Yep. Really? They have a playing style that's very pleasing to the eye. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm actually very, very surprised at how many people found it such a big shock that he got to the final. I mean, the guy is an absolute monster. You know, he's only 25 years old, and he's been a monster since he was 13. He's, 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 yeah. basically, he's basically done the same as Filler, except he hasn't traveled. But he's right. battling against Orcos and Bustamante since right. he's been like 12, 13 year old. The guy is a seasoned proper. proper. Right, but the, in, the 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 atmosphere, the, the tournament makes a difference. He's not been in that kind of arena, and 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 the first, the first, yeah. the first event he played in, I think he played something else earlier, didn't do well. There's no um, chickens running around and cats you know, chasing it's, him. <laughs> it's it's a different atmosphere that you got to get used to for him. So for him to go all the way to within you know a couple balls of winning it to me was a little bit surprising. But for him to do well, sh shouldn't have been surprising to anybody who no. follows no. pool at all. But I mean, I think that you know a couple of things happened early on in the tournament. They gave him a great big lift and and you know to to do what he did to Copenhagen. Yee. I mean, and there was a massive crowd around that table watching it, you know, and they were getting rowdy. They were they were screaming and shouting. So he got that. He got given that atmosphere early on in the tournament, even on one of the back tables, because of what he was doing to Cole, and he managed to play absolutely faultless against him. Yeah. So that probably gave him quite a lift and a bit of confidence as well, you know. Got to give Cole some credit when he loses. He when he loses, he loses. He takes uh, the day off. Hey, hey, listen, <laughs> if, Cole, if Cole can lose nine 0 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of the best players in the field lost nine and well, all the best players lose nine. We don't get beat nine eight. <laughs> no. Give Chris had to take a drink Chris after that. Yeah. Chris, why are you so red right now? <laughs> I got sunburnt yesterday. I went for a walk, like in the baking sun for a few hours, and now I'm just I got sunburned. It's yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. good. Yeah. Not good. Thought maybe you're just nervous from uh this conversation. No. <laughs> well, I mean, stepping back and taking like a fifty-foot, fifty-foot uh, view of this, how how happy is Matram after this second so straight second straight match or uh, tournament with the uh, Hill Hill Finals, and, and yeah. not only Hill Hill, I mean like exciting all the way through Hill Hill. I mean, and, yeah. and the usual, and not the usual suspects in either. Exactly. New, new players, new yeah. new players, new stories, new backgrounds. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's this absolutely is, perfect for them. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. This is the way you find I mean, heroes and guys. This who is what for. this is kind of what we expected to happen. Nine ball is not a game. I mean, we, we've said it before, and, and what what Sanchez Ruiz did for like eighteen months was it just shows you how exceptional that was. Because to try and dominate this game in this format, nine ball. I mean, it's going to be so difficult to do, and we're going to see so many players having their cracks at winning titles and and. And it's gonna it's gonna be great. There's gonna be every I think every tournament there's gonna to be guys in there where you're, you're thinking, wow, yeah, okay, what a tournament this guy's had, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it's great. There's gonna be new names. There's gonna be new uh, heroes. There's gonna be new champions. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, I know we're gonna get on to the Moscone Cup discussion at some point, but but what it does is it, especially for Europe, it really throws everything up in the air every oh, tournament. Yeah, every tournament. If Beasterbash mm -hmm. had won the previous tournament and David had won this tournament. It would be chaos at the top yeah. of the ring. Chaos, yeah. uh, which is fun. It's great stuff. It is. I mean, it could, it could just be a couple of dollars in it between qualifying and not qualifying. Yeah. And fourth spot is fourth spot. Fourth spot is just as good as 20th, you know? Yeah. Your captain doesn't have to pick you, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, at this point, um, I mean, obviously FSR is already going to be in. The next, the U.S. Open is going to be absolutely incredible. 
the well, I think mean, Alfred is in the hot seat, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He is, but I mean he's got he's got four players. Well, I guess Eklund, you can't really throw him in there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got he's got still three players just nipping on his heels. I mean yeah, I, this was. I mean, this is the the majesty of uh, the way that Matchroom set up this ranking system. It's going to be a last longer tournament for sure. That everybody's going to Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be. You know, you're going to be looking over your shoulder constantly. You know, could you imagine a situation where like David's on table number nine, and uh, you know maybe mm-hmm. Mark is right next to him, and Fedor's uh, and across the hall, and you you just look up at David, and Jason he's like looking over and, here at what's happened. <laughs> They can all go there and turn around and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I just want to try and win the tournament, and I know that if I do well, then it doesn't really matter what other people do, so I'm not watching them. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to say, but it's bullshit. You know damn well. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, but you're going to know who got the better draw. Exactly. The you're gonna gonna you. You'll be looking at the bracket. You'll, you'll be seeing who, got who the you're up against. You'll be looking, you know, Arcadia will be looking to see where Jason, or J- Jason is in the bracket. Jason will yeah. be looking to see where they're yeah. They'll all be watching each other. Yeah. Trust me. They can see where they're I just want to see a couple of them draw each other when it goes to single elimination 64. Yeah. But, but th- that, you want to see that at the Asian Open, you know, when there's like four guys that are in the race for the last yeah, spot. The last spot. You know, yeah. and, they, and they end up having to play each other. Because even if they play each other at the US Open, they've still got another chance at the Asian Open. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be exciting stuff, yeah. and uh, Ralph Eckert is going to have to make the selection. Surprise! Uh, surprise! Yeah. Um, not yes and no. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I mentioned him once, but I wasn't 100. I I thought that it would not be a player. That that much I, that did not surprise me. I did not think it was going to be a former player. I thought it was going to be. I had even mentioned Gunther Geisen's name is you know the German coach and and Filler's coach and things like that. He's a pretty good uh, instructor, coach, teacher, things like that. But I, I really did think it was going to be someone who wasn't you know a, a Darren or a Niels or something like that. Um, and when I saw Eckert sitting in the fan in the stands at a couple of the earlier matches, you know it was worth a mention. But um, but you know, su- surprised, but don't don't have a problem with it at all. When everybody saw him at the tournament, everybody saw him like the first second yeah. day. Especially everybody- sitting in the third row, right behind the TV table, sitting there three yeah. rows up. I'm looking at him like, hmm. It's kind of obvious. It, it was almost obvious, al- yeah. almost because um, yeah. he's never been at them before. I didn't know he'd never been involved in the Moscone Cup before. I no, thought he never played. as a player. He'd never even no. played. No, he got he got kind of he got kind of overlooked one year. Yeah, and it was, he was he was European number one for the majority of the year, but then when the selection came through, he dropped out in number two, and he didn't get a pick. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. great. Maybe he deserves it. Uh, well, that was that was back in the day. That was back in the days where number one got in and everything else was handpicked. Everything else was handpicked yeah. by match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the snooker yeah. players, right? Yeah, Steve. Yeah, Steve Davis and uh, yeah. those guys, and yeah, Jimmy White. Yeah. So what do we think of the pick? It's the Nuggets' birthday, Jim. It is. It Indeed. is the Nuggets' birthday. 66, I think. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. What do we think of the pick? Do we think it's a, do we think it's a good good choice, bad choice? What do you think, Chris? It's the easiest sports management job in the world, <laughs> I think. Well, I, 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 I'll tell you what. Like, what, like what Mike said earlier, if, Mike, if uh, Mark Beisterbosch uh you know wins the 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 spanish open and uh you know obviously eklund's falling out but uh if david alkadi's up there there's a wrench thrown into this this might actually be a coaching job 
Well, you might end up having a coaching job. He's his biggest thing is you know the microscope he's going to be under for the fifth pick, yeah. because you know one of the picks we all know is Jason, whether he's in the rankings or not. So it comes down to one pick, um, and that's going to be you know if if David's in there, you know all of a sudden it's Albin and Fetter, and you know if, if Fetter doesn't make number three, or whatever, you know there there could be some really interesting names in that, you know who do I pick out of out of four well, or five players. Well, 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 we can we can simplify this very easily. If Feller and Jason do not qualify in the top three, it's Filler and Jason. Of course. He's not going to not pick Filler, is he? No. No. So no, of course. So boys, you, the, the rest of you better get in the top three because you're not getting wild cards, in my yeah. opinion. Right. Yeah. Right. If Jason makes the top three, it makes then it, it gives him a little bit. It gives it gives him yeah. some flexibility. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. There's quite so, a lot of chatting about uh, Fedel whenever whenever he gets a citizenship switching. Is that possible? <laughs> like, possible? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in five years. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't possibly be sooner than that anyway so there, are a lot uh, of and, and there, there is a there is a uh, yeah i think this is a wpa rule so i'm, I'm not sure how it would pertain to match yeah, it, but, that'll be great but i'm pretty sure now don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure because i'm being dutch and british kind of thing when i got yeah. my dutch nationality if you want to change nationalities you have to have not represented the other nationality right. for a period of three years yeah, that's kind of a USOC kind of. Um, yeah. So how does Feder play pool without representing Russia, basically? Because I mean, who's he representing now? Nobody. He's under the the neutral so, one. So, right? so, so as 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 has officially then his three year period of not representing Russia has that begun or? I guess so. I mean, uh, if, if this if this was to continue for three years. And Russian athletes not be allowed to represent Russia, but still be allowed to play. In three years' time, he could technically turn around and say, oh, "You know what? I haven't represented." But if he plays Moscone Cup in that period, then he has. You know. Well, does right. it doesn't yeah. still? If you're playing Sorry? under a neutral, if you're playing under a neutral flag, I mean, are, are you actually still representing Russia in the Moscone Cup? No, but you're not allowed to change your nationality. Yeah, and but you Moscone, said that you have to play the, the under Cup, a flag. The Moscone Cup is, you know. I mean, I guess you're flying out like of the EU flag at that point. I don't know exactly how it was to match him. I'm not entirely sure if there's even a rule to say if you've played for one, you can't play for the other. And then, yeah. and then, does it really matter when? Uh, do, what does it really matter when the WPA and Matchroom have like such animosity towards each other? That <laughs> yeah, they're going to go against that, the WPA rules just yeah. for the fun of it. I don't yeah, think Matchroom's rules are too much. The Moscone Cup is not to do with WPA. Right, so they should. Why That's would the they, point. Why would they look? At, why would the rules matter? Look at no, but he's going to play the world. He's going to play world championships in that period of time. Yeah, if the W the, the WPA could turn around and say, "Okay, now you're Russian again. We're, we're letting you represent Russia." Then he's screwed. For you know, he can't. I mean, this is all hypothetical. I don't think he's yeah. ever going to play for USA. Yeah, he doesn't want to play for USA. He wants to win. He's going to get in the European team pretty much standard. You know, you would imagine eighty percent of the time at least. And he wants 40 grand and not 20 grand. So, well, I'll tell you, I mean, if Shane is still playing, uh, a, a core three of Shane, Sky, and uh, give them a Bear, better, give, give them a better chance, but it's not a guarantee like it would be if he's in the European team, basically. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. The US, the US competes pretty well and they're pretty outclassed, and no one's gonna so argue. You think, that. So, you, th you think Federer and the USA team 
makes USA favourite to beat Europe? No, I think it's I think it's pretty close to a coin flip. Yeah, but if he's in the European team, Europe are massive favourites. So which one would you pick if it was forty grand you were trying to win? How is that massive favourite? How is he a massive? Is is he really that big of a difference over the his replacement in Europe? He is that big of a. He is that big of a difference. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. He's still playing for the team that's a massive favourite. What I'm telling you is that him being replaced on Europe. So let's say it's not Fader. Let's say it's uh, FSR instead, or if it's uh, Jason or it's J uh, Josh, somebody like that, Alvin. That's not that big of a difference. Him over Earl, that is a massive difference. Yes, but what, Jim's talking about, what Jim's talking about is it still only makes him a coin flip. Yeah. He's talking about so, so love Fedor of playing money. for USA oh, makes him a coin flip for 40 grand. Fedor playing yeah. in Team Europe, he's a favorite. It doesn't matter who he replaces, they're big favorites. Right. Okay. He All wants right. 40 grand, he's taking that route. Yeah. What, I, what I'm saying is if Fedor plays on the US, it's damn near a coin flip every year. It could it's be pretty close to that. They've certainly got more of a chance, but yeah. yeah. I mean, when you yeah, when you're sporting out, I mean, top three: Shane Fader and Sky. Uh, Tyler's historically been a great representative. Uh, yeah, and then you got to throw whoever you want. I mean, Shane Wolford at this point, he's going to be he's he's on a track to be a really really good player in the next let's say two to three years. You you run out that three or even Billy, somebody like that. I mean, you're you're looking at a pretty strong team. I think I think that, that I think, it, I think it's, it's it's a bit of a fairy tale to think that Federer will ever cool on the American Jazz. I, just, I don't I don't see why he ever would, personally. I mean, is, why he's do we trying keep to having this conversation? I don't know because we hate our lives. <laughs> because we because we spend too much time on Facebook reading other people's arguments. About it. And now, it's been, now it's been embedded in our brains you like a virus. The hour. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're being dragged down to the the, the swamps of Facebook arguments. What about the what about the USA captain? No surprise there for me. No, not at all. Not well, at, I okay, if it would not have been Jeremy. I got one question. I got one question. What has to happen for him not to, not to get selected? Uh, they have to lose eleven to two, have mutiny on the team, and have a replacement <laughs> that they think is perfect. Yeah, they have to have an option. Yeah. Swords pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Have, yeah. I, I just think they have to have an option. Yeah. If you don't take, yeah, if you don't else. take, yeah. you that's can't the pick. Big, that's probably the biggest problem. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to go and say, um, "All right, let's bring another European captain over here." Maybe they bring Alex Laley over here and give him a stint over here. I mean, unless they have an option. Like, if you just look U.S. bound, who's going to replace him? Who even has a chance to have that? I. Mean, well, uh, Emily wouldn't give me any names, but as far as I'm aware, there was seven applicants. Seven applicants for the European position. Ralph wasn't actually one of them. Matchroom approach Ralph. And uh, five for the USA team. But I don't have any names, so I couldn't tell you who the other four are and whether it was even a competitive selection or whether it was even... Well, clearly it wasn't because they gave it to somebody who didn't apply. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I'm talking about the USA. Oh, the USA. USA side. So there was yeah. five people, Jeremy being one of them. I don't know who the other four candidates are. I don't know whether it was a competitive selection or whether it was just completely obvious right from day one that it had to be um, Jeremy. But, yeah. I, I mean, the only person that I could possibly think of, and now I'm like blanking on his name, I, the short short guy, curly hair, Mike. Nick Varner. Nick Varner. Yeah, but Nick Varner. <laughs> He's, He's like the only Wiley, maybe. CJ Wiley. 
CJ Wiley. No, no, he's, he's, no, no, he's, he's crazy. crazy. I'm not. He's I'm just saying. I'd pick him. I'm just saying. If you're looking <laughs> no, for no, the no. type of person, no. he's playing it before. No, no, he's, he's no, he'll be telling you the tables round and the earth is flat and. He was vice captain before, though. He did right? it. No, he did it one. He did it one time. I remember him turning up in some yeah, sort yeah. of crocodile-skinned uh, yeah, jacket remember, or something yeah. like that uh, in in Bethnal Green years ago. Yeah, Nick Varner. Yeah, there's some names here. That he's. I mean, he's done it before. I like the the the, the likes of Tony Robles or something like that. Yeah. Or um, I think somebody uh, bringing in. You know, you could bring back Rodney Morris uh, to do it. I think Kim he'd be Davenport, quite entertaining. And, sorry, Kim Davenport. Is he still around? He's not really very active, though, is he? And, and you know, you, you, I think you, you, have, to, like you have to be—you have to be from a certain age group to even know yeah. who Kim Davenport is. I think, and uh, you know, the, the younger fans will be asking the question, "Who's Kim Davenport?" You know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't I'm think you, thinking... you don't want somebody who's been that far away from the game for that amount of time. I think it has to be somebody who's relatively recent. You know. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking like you can make an argument that um, Nick Varner's certainly a top five U.S. player ever, and one of the most respected amongst his peers. I mean, you could, you could make an argument that he would have the respect of the players, even the new generation. I just don't think – I do like the Tony Robles one. I haven't thought about that. I, I don't hate that. I kind of like that choice. But um, I, there's just aren't any options. I think Jeremy – I don't know that Jeremy – I mean, if if I'm going to be unfair to Jeremy, I think he got a really bad hand in the first two years. Um the first year being the COVID year, I think the second year being the year that he had to step in and play. And then, <clears throat> but so last year, I think was his first real test as the, the captain. And I don't think he did a good job. I don't, I don't think that he did a good job at all. I don't see why you would, you would throw Earl out there as many times as he did on day three, just basically to train wreck the entire thing. I mean, they were competitive going into day three and I think Earl played three matches on day three. And yeah, lost okay, but one, but one, one of them, one of them is the, uh, is a fan's choice, fans you know? yeah. Sure, so he, he didn't put him out for that one, you know. Yeah, but I don't, I don't he think saw it, he had to see it coming. Well, yeah, see, yeah. And, and see, but this is this is this is he has to see it coming. But that's European people that are voting because they want to see Earl. The Americans should have been out there out voting the Europeans and saying, We want Shane or we want Sky on there. The Americans want unless, Earl unless, too, unless the European, unless the American fans are also sabotaging their own team. They're not sabotaging the team. They just want to see Earl. They're, they, they just want to see it's a show. show. It's, a, it's entertainment. Yeah. It's a show for them as much as that is. Is it is for it's the WWE at that point? Yeah. Some oh, yeah. people don't want to watch MMA. Some people want to watch WWE. And believe me, there's still a lot of American fans that think Earl, you know, should have been on the team, and Earl should be on the team this year, and Earl should be a captain, and you know, so believe yeah, me, yeah, I get that. There's a lot of fans out there like that. So, um, so you know, but yeah, you, you had to know that that was coming. So then you you try to maybe avoid two more matches for him on the same day uh-huh. as possible. I, I'm not criticizing his choices at all because that's that's not my area of expertise. But. Well, one one, th- one thing I can tell you, I mean, I'm, 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 I've spoke a lot with, with with Sky and Billy and Tyler at these events. The last few events have been to a little bit with Shane as well. They all wanted to be Jeremy. They, yeah, they all think he's the best guy for the job. They buy in. They buy into his way of thinking. They buy into his way of leadership. Um, they always ha- they, they haven't always followed the captains that have been put in front of them. But this is one guy that they will follow yeah. and they'll listen to and they trust. And that's very. Nobody important. doesn't respect. That's massively Jeremy. important. That's massively important. You know. So I mean, well, at the end of the day, if the if the players were to get together and say, you know, you know, and we're asked who do you want as captain, they'd all choose Jeremy. So he's a perfect captain for that for that team. You know, if you're talking about. Uh, Shane, uh, Skyler, 
Tyler yeah. and let's say Billy gets in because Billy's pretty close, you know, and he's, yeah. he's improving all the time. Every tournament he's playing a little bit better. Um, they all want him. Yeah, the only the only thing that I had mentioned a couple of times that, that I was concerned about was his increased role at Matchroom and what that would do to his availability. Because you saw after last two years ago, Emily saying, you know, about Carl, you know, he's not going to be a vice captain uh, because, you know, he's we're not going to have our pundits also be in this situation and things like that. And, and Jeremy's not at Carl's level of involvement just yet. But um, but he's you know he's starting to get to be a pretty you know valuable guy in the matchroom equation. And at what point does that become you know a barrier for him to be able to do both jobs in Emily's eyes, right? So um, that's the only thing that's the only thing that made that gave me pause at all in the whole you know situation. I do yeah I do agree with you that uh, he's he's the best man for the job as far as uh, the players concerned. Every every, every... You can't find anybody that has a bad word to say about Jeremy unless you just don't like for some reason his commentary or stuff like that. But as far as him as like a character and him as a person, he's he's a gem. I mean, he's one of the best that he's one of the best that this industry has known. Uh, but how long does that give him for a runway to be able to be the coach every year? It's the only thing because I mean, you give him the first pass for the first two years, but like 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 I said, I think that there was coaching decisions last year that you could look at with a raised eyebrow and say, Well, were these the best decisions? Uh, but like you said, I mean, or there's, there's no alternative. So he's going to, I think he's going to be the captain until either he can't do it anymore because his role is too big with matchroom or they find an alternative. Who's going to be an alternative unless uh, I don't even think you could put Shane in there when he eventually ultimately retires. I just don't see how you can put with, with what, with what he's done, uh, you know, this rolling his eyes is like being completely distant from his, his teammates when he's playing scotch doubles. How can you put him in a captain's role after all of that? I I, I don't even know who you can pick coming up that could be a uh, matchroom or a, yeah, a Moscone Cup captain. You look at Europe and you could look at Niels, you can look at Darren, you could look at a bunch of players that are kind of aging out, even Torsten to a, uh, potentially. There's nobody coming up like that in the US. Well, I think the, the best captains have been not stellar players themselves, right? Over the entire time. So you've got well, the, best, the best captain ever was never a player. Yeah, you know, you got you got to start looking a little bit left field, maybe in the U.S. to try and find somebody different. Uh, we got a lot of left field here. Left field is their sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you got to start looking abroad, really. You got to start looking to mainland Europe and start picking picking people up if, uh, if it's not going to be Jeremy. But you can't see it not being him for quite a quite a long time. Oh, here we go. Sky's in the sky's in the house. Oh, that was right. Yeah, there was a scheduling change for day three or, or day two, end of day two. Yeah. Yeah. I'll buy that. Interesting. Sky, Sky would know. Sky Woodford walks and watches the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Must be good. I Must think he's good. I think he's the best player on the team. Hmm? I Sorry? think he's the best player on the team. He's the best performing American at the moment. Well, even even forget about the team. I mean, he's been the best yeah. performing player on the on the Moscone team for the last what five years, probably. Yeah. And yeah. now in tournament play, he's probably the best performing 
Yeah, for sure. The best. Yeah, well, shows in the ranks. He's a prospect, isn't he? He's a prospect, so he's he's performed the best. You know, he's performed performed the best, but he's probably got the um, he's got it nailed on when it comes to pairing up with new partners and things as well. He's a more common influence than what Shane is, just like you were talking about. He's a lot easier to play with than anybody else in the American side, for sure. I mean, his goofy, fun, fun loving attitude is pretty easy to play with. It's intoxicating, right? Yeah, but but the thing with Sky that I've noticed, you know, getting to know him uh, better as as, as we we see each other more often in tournaments, he's one of those guys that he never worries about stuff that you don't need to worry about. You know, you've got a lot of players out there, they start worrying about everything. You know, they start worrying about what shaft on the queue, what tips on the queue, you know, and uh, they start worrying about the... The, the temperature in the arena or how the tables play and everything everything is a potential problem. Sky yeah. doesn't even bother, but he doesn't care about all that crap. All he worries about is popping the ball. I think Sky, the you know, I think Sky's entire bag. Speaking to like the, it doesn't really matter what's on your tip. I think Sky's entire bag costs less than probably ninety five percent of the players on tours uh, shooting queue. Yeah, he just <laughs> he just worries about less than everybody else does, and it gives him the freedom to play. You know, and uh, I mean. Yeah, his avid his avid queue, jump queue, and break queue are all probably a combined like seven hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, he's great. He's break queue's horrible. I keep saying to them, I can't stand it standing beside the table and listening <laughs> them break. It's just a the noise of this thing is just. <laughs> and that's a fact. I mean, it probably is literally a fact. I mean, <laughs> Sky, what it again? It's, he doesn't it's care, sure. and he doesn't yeah. worry about it. He doesn't wow. care. He doesn't care about the runs noise out. it makes. He doesn't care. It just it, runs it, out. Yeah, exactly. He just breaks with it and goes on from there. What is the value of all of, of your entire bag, Sky? Your bag and your cues? Is it less than a thousand? Probably pretty close. <laughs> but if he ever sells it, it'll cost you more than three. <laughs> it'll cost, yeah, it'll cost yeah. If you sign them all, yeah, right. Yeah. But that's uh, yeah, that's that's the fun part about it. Well, uh, eight hundred max. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still gonna run out better than. Max. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the fun there part. Of it, right? I mean, we we talked about it for years. You know, before Q Tech updated all the ranges and stuff like that, that that Shane was basically playing with $200 queue and snapping off five uh, US Opens and stuff like that. So, I mean, it just shows you. It's not you, just, the, you just put the whole bag on sale. That's a good thing. Bag queues and everything in the pockets for 900 Okay, start that's bidding. A great, that's a great thing. Q-Tech should just sell a replica Sky bag with all the same gear in for 900 yeah, yeah. That's a It costs good, so much more than that if you pack. want to copy another player's equipment the, the so that would be perfect yeah yeah <laughs> time to get time to get on the horn to brett and uh get that make sky that just happen. wants new stuff so well, yeah. i'll sell this i'll just get new stuff It'd be great so after, after sky beats uh filler again in this year's Moscone cup they can uh q-tech can start marketing as, let's uh, not get too carried away the guy the guy's played with a total of 900 dollars worth of cues he's not going to beat joshua filler with that amount of rubbish <laughs> well like i said when Sky beats filler again in this year's this coming year's Moscone Cup. Q Tech can start selling a bag called the uh, filler killer bag. The Sky Woodward range, the filler killer. Yeah. <laughs> Kingslayer bag. There you yeah. go. With the, and uh, <laughs> instead of like inlays or uh, any like ring work on the bottom, it's just going to be like a BK hat with like a killer <laughs> and like a cross through it. <laughs> One last year with a cheaper queue. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, if you can't have stuff. fun, what can you have? You know. 
Well, right. Shane Fowler's not watching this because I'm pretty sure he's not. But yeah, yeah. Unless they've got it on live at McDonald's where he lives, I don't know. <laughs> so, guy, if he was paying attention, you know, get all of the knowledge that we got on this beautiful podcast. So, who's your team then? Do you think who's going to be your three? Sky and Shane, obviously. Who's getting spot number three? Do you think? Because uh, probably, not probably the, Fedor. No, yeah, yeah. None of them are going to the Asian Open, as far as I'm aware. Oh, no? Uh, correct. I don't think so. None of the ones that are in the running. So it's all going to be about the US uh, Open. Why, yeah, why it's, it's just expensive. Oh, right, the expense, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, um, I think, I think uh, last time when we did the show, like 15 years ago, um, Tyler said that uh, Shane was the only person who was contemplating yeah. going. Yeah. No, yeah. no other Americans are going. Yeah. Right. So really, all that means is that we're going to know both American players at the end of the uh, U.S. Open. Yeah, likely that will be it because I, I don't mean, think there's any there's any particular. Yeah, I'd have to look. And any event that's going to make a big difference between them. Well, uh, Jason's event will be before the Asian before, Open, correct? Yeah. 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 Well, so that one, the US well, Open. that one, that's what, before like, the U.S. Open. Yeah. Oh, it's before the U.S. Open. Yeah, right? that's yes. the weekend before right, the U.S. Right, Open. The week before the U.S. Open. So. Um, or no, it's the week before the international, isn't it? No, it's not. No, that's the Roanoke. That's yes. Roanoke. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's uh it's uh Friday, Saturday before the US Open, which yes. starts on Monday. So that so we'll know at the end of the US Open who the three US players are, right? Uh there's the Perry nine ball open in Vietnam. Uh if you're not going to the Asian Open, I'm I'm struggling to see how you would go to the U no. uh the to Vietnam to play. And then the, yeah, there, there's, the room, right? there's nothing on the map. There's nothing on the matchroom schedule between them. Yeah. So. So who so. do you feel? Who do you, who do you think gets in, and who do you want to get in? I think this year's the, there's really only I think the fifth spot that's even open. It's uh, I mean of course you have Shane, uh, Shane and Sky, which are obvious. I think uh, Shane Wolford and Tyler are obvious. I just don't know who the fifth would be. I mean, well, but, 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 I mean Billy's above Tyler, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but right you got to pick Tyler no matter what. I mean, Tyler. Tyler's performed. I mean, Tyler's become. I don't, a dis I don't, I don't disagree with you, but I'm talking about who you think is going to make the push at the U.S. Open and get spot number three. Well, that's oh, going to be I interesting. I mean, I'd like to see the three of them really put the effort in to get number three. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because a couple of them probably have pretty good feeling that they're going to be on the team either way. But I want to see it still mean something. So I think the guy that I'm going to be happiest for is the guy who performs the best at the U.S. Open. Is going to show that that you know he's he's a solid number three for the team. Um, I, and personally, I think that would be between Shane and um, Shane Wolford and Tyler. I think Tyler played really pretty well in uh, in the European. Um, you know, it was interesting that Johan was there with him. Uh, you know, and, and if he played well, I don't think there's a real coincidence there. But um, yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see how they fare at the U.S. Open. And we didn't, I mean, we haven't talked about the Brendan Crocker Memorial, but he just lost Hill Hill in the final match to Shane. I mean, Shane broke and ran on the hill. Uh, Tyler and Shane were in the finals of that. And that was, I mean, it wasn't. Ten a, ball. Yeah, 10, ten ball. Tyler is closer to Shane at 10, but by, by a, is a long way closer to Shane at 10 ball than he is at nine ball. Correct. I mean, yeah, I'm not arguing with that, but he's still there. I mean, he's still yeah, at the he's end still, of the well, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's still a hell of an achievement to take Shane to Hill Hill at any yeah. game, you know? Yeah. Um, he must have been playing well. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, going, back, going back to what Mike said, I, if I'm the American captain, I'm thinking completely different there. If I'm an American captain, the guy that I want to see performing is Billy. 
Oh yeah, from a that's from a give me a good give me some I good feels. Because I need yeah, five yeah. players. I need yeah. five players, and yeah. four of them you, you think are probably in already. Yeah. You know, I want I need to have five players. I need somebody like Billy to show me that he's in form and he's ready to, to ready. I, to I, and, and what I'm saying is, I'd be happy if he took the number three spot. Yeah, yeah. You know, because then that would show the progression, the progress that you're looking for as a captain, saying, okay, these guys are hitting on more cylinders, you know, than they were going into last year's. Um, yeah. And so that's that's the encouraging part. And I, I remember last year mentioned, you know, what I want to see out of Team USA hopefuls this year is that the that their their ranking points are more than they were last year. Yeah. <laughs> last year, you know, you could you could have gotten an automatic berth with you know eight thousand dollars. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wanted to sh- see that there was some progress in the players, and that would be by you know, how much money they earned in all these other events. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see it. And I, I'm with you. I, I would love to see Billy finish best of all three in the U.S. Open and earn the third spot because he's the one that, yeah, we, that we need to see the most. We need to get more comfortable with where he's, he's at, right? Exactly. It's your fifth player yeah. that you need to start seeing perform. And the other guys have right. all kind of done it to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. right. He's going to have to do significantly better than, than the other two, though, to get that third spot. Well, he's ahead of Tyler right now, isn't he? No. He's not got Shane Wolford in front of him. No. Tyler and Shane are both in Tyler, front of him. Yeah. But they're, okay. all close. they're all within like $2,000 or something. Like yeah, that. they're all they're all within 2000 But unless you get you get into the yeah, last 2000, Yeah, 2000 at the U.S. Open is like you better finish eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um Someone's going to have to do significantly, but he's going to have to do yeah. significantly better than the other two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tyler's at thirteen thousand five hundred. Billy's at twelve thousand two hundred and fifty, and Wolford is at sixteen thousand nine hundred fifty. So Shane is pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. going to take. It's probably going to take at least a quarter finals from Tyler with a poor performance from Shane. Yeah, yeah. Shane right. would have. So Shane would have to not cash and Tyler get quarterfinals. Correct. Yeah. Pretty much. What's the uh, what is the payment for the quarterfinals? Uh, well, finals about four and a half. I mean, that's enough to pass. Wow, this is really interesting. Neil Soloway said that on a live stream in in California, Margaret said that Tyler's going with Shane for a month to Asia and Vietnam. So it sounds like Tyler's going to play in the Asian Open. I'd be surprised if he wasn't, because that is his opportunity. If he knows the others, yeah, sure. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to assure yourself yeah. that fifth spot, you get any kind of money in Asia, and you're in. Uh, yeah. But it's still, it's still a big investment. Well, no, I mean, in you got to go to Vietnam. You know, you know what you're also doing is you're, you're showing up. Yeah, percent. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing what Emily and Matchroom have been yeah. encouraging the players to do: play yeah. the events, go to the yeah. events. You show know that, that he's dedicated and he wants to be. Jeremy, there. Jeremy was visibly not happy to chain Wolford skip the Spanish and the European. Yeah. Was not, not, not crazy about that. So, um, you know, we'll see, I don't know what kind of impact that's going to have on Jeremy's selection process, but you know, he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, put his, hold his feet to the fire a little more than the other guys, I would think. Yeah. You've got to say then, given that Tyler's going to have two more competitions than Shane Wolford, you got to say he's slight favourite, right, to get that third spot, wouldn't you say? I, I tell you what, just just cashing at that Asian Open is going to be tough. And yeah, two of them, right. You've got the Perry one and you've got the Asian one. There's a lot of money in both of the competitions. Right, yeah. right. I think. I think so yeah, I think I, I'm looking at. Uh, I have our answer. 
I have our answers here for us. So it looks like um, uh, the U.S. or the, yeah, as far as the U.S. side of things, Shane is, uh, Shane Wolford is at 16,950 and Tyler's at 13,500. So he's basically 3,500. The quarterfinals is just shy of $7,000. So he could, so Tyler could actually get last 16, assuming that Shane didn't do anything. What's but last 16 then? 45. Uh, this last 16 is four and a half. Okay. So I, I, I would have to assume that if Tyler's Tyler Tyler is if he if he's on his game, Tyler is the last 16 player. You know, he has that game to, yeah. to, to get that far. Um and it's in home soil. But, but so I mean, is Shane Wolford. Yes, so does Shane Wolford, but you again it, you know it could go either way. One of them could do it the other uh, yeah. It's kind I mean, of we're talking about... with the other with the extra tournaments that doesn't really it's kind of moot what happens at the at the US Open to a certain degree. It takes the sting out of it. I think it's kind of a mute point because I think these two are going to be about as locked in at this point as anybody else. Uh, Shane and Sky. I mean, how do you how do you not pick Shane and you know let's let's assume that one of them qualifies. Let's just assume that well either one it doesn't really matter. How does Jeremy not pick the other one as the fourth or the fifth for that matter? I mean who 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 is in there? Who else is out there in the U.S.? I think, there's, I think these players probably know that as well. But if that's your mindset going into the tournament, you're not going to do well. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. But this is the, but this is this is this is a situation USA have been in for a number of years now. There's certain players who know that it doesn't really matter what they do; they're in the team, and it seems that that amount of players, rather than decreasing, is actually increasing. You know, um, which yeah. is not what you want. You want, you know. That Shane, the, the Shane Skrino in the yeah. team every year. That's yeah. fair enough, but it should only be then. There right. should be a, there should be enough players fighting that the other three spots are right. up for grabs, and it doesn't yeah. seem to be that way, you know. Yeah. No. And that's it's the uh, the players' fault as well. Like you know, Jeremy's not happy that that that, that Shane's not traveling to all the events, but he's traveled to more than most have, so he's put himself in the position, you know. Yeah, you you got to play the events and build up that money. You can't just be hoping for one strike. I mean, it can happen that just one good event gets you there, but you yeah. can't be banking on that, you know. Yeah. No. All right. What it is? What else we got? Uh, well, I mean, we kind of mentioned the the bending uh, the Brendan Cracker Memorial. Uh, again, we said it was ten ball, but I think it's worth mentioning. Yeah, uh, right. good event. Great event. Good thing. Yeah. Uh, Good final. Savannah good Easton. Good call. Pretty awesome. I think it's pretty cool to see Savannah Easton make the, the cash. I think there's 160 players-ish, something like that, and she placed uh, like 32nd, I think. <laughs> she beat Joey Tate. She beat Joey in one of the rounds, I think, right? She did, yeah. yeah, this, yeah. That's, okay. I, that's pretty awesome to me. Yep, definitely. Um, what, oh, what's right. the name of the um, the, there's an Asian um kid plays out of uh, is it Prashad? Yeah, Adrian, Adrian Prashad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he Great did pretty kid. well as well. I think he beat Oscar, yeah. Oscar's like his mentor, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a good yeah. kid, shows some talent. Yeah, I think he's like 16, he's playing about six, I think his far goes right around 650. Yeah. But uh, um, he last year at the US Open, he had Maritz on the rope and lost. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's he's a good, solid young player. Yeah, a and a good kid. Yeah. Good kid. 
Can, yeah, we, do, we, can got... we just can we just answer Laura's question there? Laura, Laura's always joining us. I fear we answer one of our questions, which is she's about just about the Moscone Cup, saying thinking the winner of the Moscone Cup playing against the Asians. Emily said that's happening. It, it will happen. It's just a question of time. We don't know when. Matchroom are working on it. They're looking into the possibilities. Yeah. You could probably expect it to happen in Asia because that will create a huge fan base and a huge crowd for it. Um, and yes, it will happen. And good luck to all the Asian players trying to get in that team. It could well be that the very first team is more of a, a superstar yeah. kind of team kind of thing just to get it off the ground. Rather than Asian dream team. The Asian dream team, you know. Yeah. How do you how do you get how do you narrow that down to five? Exactly. Uh, how do you make that team? You know, you just <laughs> well, I know where it starts. A little, a little tougher than the USA team. <laughs> tougher than any team. Toughest. I know where toughest the I know where the, the list starts. The list yeah. the list starts with effort. I don't know right. if he gets no, the not a chance. He might he, he will be captain of the team. Yeah, yeah, maybe can. You got to get him involved somehow. ブースターがいるんじゃないですかね。ブースターがいるんじゃないですかね。ブースターがいるんじゃないですかね。ブースターがいるんじゃないですかね。ブースターがいるんじゃないですかね。ブースターがいるんじゃないですかね。ブースター
<laughs> you, can, you can count to nine and ten and everything. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, well, that's when you know you have to start to beef up your commentary, you know, roster. I thought they did a great job. I really enjoyed it. I actually yeah. watched it more than some of the time when I was on holiday in Turkey. Yeah. And then you know, we talked about the BEF, Savannah. Finished, she was in the final of all five divisions for the girls. The 18, the 20, the 14, the 16, or whatever. It didn't matter what age group or what game they were playing. She was in the final. She's just so, greedy. I'm sorry? She's greedy. She is greedy. She's, I love that about greedy. her. Yeah. I love that about her. She is greedy. Exactly. She's she's a competitive you gotta a little. You've got to be greedy. Yeah, she is. She got those, all the top, you know, all the, that, top, all the top pros are greedy. Yeah, they just want to eat up everybody. Yeah, she got that big smile, but she wants to kill you. Trust me. Yeah, so good stuff. Yeah. What was the score in the Fedor Chauhan one pocket match? Oh, 21 to seven. Seven. 21 yeah, to seven, I think. Was it seven? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he got, I, I think he got seven. four, three. Oh, no, it's nine. Four, nine. three, and two. Was it? Yeah. Four three and two over the two over the three days. I thought it was. Yeah. I was thinking it was two three two. No four three, three two. Three, it was two, one four. better every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then Fetter just jumped on and called Shane out to play whatever game he wants, Any whenever he wants, he wants to play, he anywhere, to anytime. I love. He, he, said he has <laughs> options. <laughs> you gotta love that kid. He is just. He's, you know, he's got some stones. So good. Got to I mean, I pick a game for Shane to play him. It'd well, has got to play ten. Got to want to play him ten ball. Yeah, ten ball uh, or one pocket or one pocket. One of those two. You got to uh, say ten ball. Uh, yeah, you're I, I think I think, I think he picked because I don't think he really likes one pocket. I think I think Shane actually wins. I think Shane wins in one pocket. I think ten ball is probably a coin flip, and I think probably Fader wins in nine ball or Banks. Yeah, eight ball block table. Yeah, there you go. And Sky will jump any, in. I think anything Sky. I think anything bar table. I think Shane's probably going to dominate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that I, might have to be what he's called. I mean, if, if Fedor's calling him up and says you have options, any you want, right? Eight ball bar table. Yeah. If he's if he's getting the option to play any game he wants, yeah. How funny would that be? It would be funny. It would be disappointing, but hundred k. It'd be very, it'd be very, very interesting to see if Fedor would actually play it at that point. Because I'm sure he wasn't picturing bar table when he said that. He'd have to. Yeah. Have to play. Can't say no now. He's basically just said we'll do anything you want. Well, Shane supposedly is going to have a response sometime today or tomorrow. So we'll see yeah. what he says. I'm actually kind of liking the idea that these little gambling matches are kind of going by the wayside. They were fun. They were entertaining, especially during the COVID time when there wasn't a lot of tournaments to watch. But yeah, no, I'm kind of done with. I've never been a huge fan of them, but they're interesting. They, they they scratched an itch for a lot of years when there wasn't a lot of promotion out there. But I like the I I'm not a big gambler myself, so I just I like the tournament dynamic. And I mean anybody can anybody can get their face kicked and flip the coin and win the next set. You know what what kind of a player are you when you don't have the option to lose? I, I like that. I, I like that more. Yeah. I think it's good getting to see the top guys playing long long races though. You don't get to see them getting stroke all the time in the tournaments because the shorter races, the longer right. ones, you get to see some really, really high caliber stuff that you see yeah. very seldom in tournaments. I'd say. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, you know, they, they, they serve a purpose. They just don't want them every other week. Mm. Yeah. 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 There, there's some novelty to them, but if they're all the yeah. time, then yeah. And it's only certain players that will ever get the attention as well. Right. 
you're, you're not, you're, you're, I mean, you're going to have zero viewers if, if me and Chris play each other to 120 10 ball because nobody gets yeah. a clap. Well, you nobody know? wants to watch 120 to zero. Nate would watch, Jim. I'd, Nate win, would watch. I'd win at least one. Nate would watch. <laughs> Nate would watch just to torture you on the stream. <laughs> He's tried that before. It didn't happen. Mike. Don't even talk shit about this because you know good and goddamn well whatever fun I'm going to be making fun of them, you're going to be in the comments with me doing the same thing. So don't even <laughs> act like you wouldn't be there with me. I don't. Uh, I don't ever take anybody down. I don't talk down at anybody. Sit down. <laughs> right, now you're talking down <laughs> to Jim. <laughs> now you can talk down to Jim. There you go. I can. I can. But yes. Okay. We're going to hear from Shane soon. He's answered. Hopefully. To that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what it comes well, up. Well, uh, yeah, where does Tony Chowan go from here? Back to Chip Compton and those guys. Yeah, it's, it's get, kind of getting to that point, isn't it? Seems yeah. like it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, I kind of said this after his uh, after his matchup with Alex. It's just nobody else out there for him to play. Now, Fader kind of came out of nowhere and he, you know, beat him the one time. But uh, the, I mean, Demetrius, Demetrius says this all the time. It's like at some point in time, uh, the knowledge gap isn't enough to make up the striking gap and you can right. do a lot more to learn the knowledge gap in a small amount right. of time than you can. Like if, if Tony hasn't uh, made up the striking gap in the, the 30 years, he's been playing this game. He's not going to make it up in the next three months. He's never Vader had to play that up. style. He's never had to well, play that style. He, he was the guy before that was with all the firepower. And now there's like three or four guys out there that have switched over. From mainstream. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm picking yeah. the obvious ones. There's three yeah. or four that can go out there and just blow them away. So there's yeah. two, Distinct fields now in the, in the game. Paga Lions probably in between the two. You got to say he's, he's the best of the old school players. Yeah, he's still he's still the, he's, he's still, still the, the he's still the bar you measure by. Yeah. I don't know about yeah, goat. I don't know goat right now. He's he's you know. That's just levels wow. to every game. Ever, I don't think he'll ever be bigger than Efren when it comes to one packet. Yeah, point. yeah, you're you're all right. You're right there. Yep. So, but well. The, the so we've we've almost been I mean I'm not a one pocket I'm not a huge one pocket ambassador but uh, we did miss out on Alex because his domination over the rest of the the one pocket field basically meant that we did not get to see him for fifteen he, years. He, he killed his action very quickly. Yeah. yeah, I mean he was. We don't know exactly how good Alex was at one pocket besides in race to three or race to four mm -hmm. style one pocket, right. Right. which anybody can win a race to three in one pocket. When you're talking about some of the best players in the world, we we didn't get to see him. We've seen him play Tony twice, giving giving weight. Uh, we've seen him play Scott Frost. Scott Frost. Uh, yeah. yeah, like like ten years ago. And the only thing that we saw was domination from him every single time. We don't yeah. know how good That's he actually even, was. Even it was interesting that at Fetter's conversation after beating Tony, they talked about, you know, Alex and, and Tony said, and Fetter said, That's, you know, I'm not in a long race. I'm not in it against Alex. He's got too much knowledge. He's got, you know, he's, he's, I just can't keep up with that. He can put me in spots where I don't know how to get out of because he knows what's going on. It was really interesting to hear him say that because he doesn't shy away from anybody. And, yeah. and he doesn't, you know, he puts his, his ability up against anybody in his mind as well. But uh, I thought that was kind of like the, the ultimate tip of the cap to Alex as being just that next level, you know, the, the bar that everybody's measured by. Well, I mean, it, it, honestly, it's like watching Michael Jordan in his prime, but not like Alex with one pocket, but not against like NBA players. He's playing against like G-leaguers. Yeah. To the point where, like, he just doesn't isn't allowed to play because no one will play with him. 
Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's it, I just wish we actually knew how good Alex was and got to see him a little bit more. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, in the meantime, he's in playing eight ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find ball. action somewhere. <clears throat> I'd like to see him play one pocket with some Chinese eight ball players on one of the eight ball tables. <laughs> that, would be, that was all too complicated for me. <laughs> I know. I got a headache. I'm not, big, I'm not a big one pocket fan at the best of times. <laughs> so. Although I did, I, yeah, I did recently watch a one pocket match for a little bit of time. Yeah, not because it was top quality; it was just funny. Yeah. Well, anything else anybody wants to talk about? No. Um, match room incorporating the well, mind ball tour WNT. Yeah. Massive. Okay. Can we talk about the name of the corporation? Yeah. Who came up with that mouthful? I know. I'm like, really? You couldn't come up with anything that wasn't as like war and peace ish as that? I mean, <laughs> holy cow. I mean, you can't even make a logo on that thing. Uh, you know, so I was like, why not just Whirlpool Corporation? Done. We're done. You know, yeah. and then you can do it's like PDC, you got a little WBC, WPC. Well, I think logo. they had to make I think they had to make sure nine ball was in it. Why they don't call any of their events nine ball championships? It's the world pool championship, it's the world, world nine ball tour. It's the world nine ball tour. Corporations for everything they do in pool, including the Moscone Cup, including the World Pool Masters, which are not World Nine Ball Tour, all that kind. Of, so there, there really wasn't any any real need to have Nine Ball in it, to me. And so you know, I'm, I, we're sitting here arguing about the name of the damn corporation, but I just thought it was very funny when I first saw it. It's a, it's a mouthful. Oh, God, please <laughs> say that four times in an interview, Emily, and then you'll change it. Trust me. It's a, it's, it's a distinct part of their branding. The Nine Ball stuff. Jim's got one of the t-shirts on. Kerry's yeah, yeah. in Matt here somewhere, so Kerry might be able to tell us. I, you know, why, why they're sticking with that particular brand name, but still calling the tournaments pool, you know, right. using uh, referring well, to Barry always Barry always said he never wanted to call it Nine Ball because he wanted people to think that, that whatever they were showing is the only game. He didn't want any differentiation between his event and anybody else's event. So it was always pool. It was always the World Pool Championship when they ran it, even in the late 1990s, early 2000s. So um, he never wanted to, you know, make some distinction between his game and anybody else. He was the best pool game. And so it was always pool championship. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I get that and that's fine. Uh, so, you know, and, and I get why they now have since branded nine ball to try to, you know, again, find a different way of separating themselves from everyone else. Cause now they're taking their ball and going home with it. Uh, but um, you know, you can kind of, I think they kind of got caught in between that this corporation. As far as the corporation itself, you know, Jim, what do, what do you take away from it as being, you know, the first question I asked was, okay, what what's different today than yesterday? You know, you created this corporation, you got this name. What What's different today than yesterday? What do you think? In a nutshell? Yeah. They don't have to answer to anybody other than themselves now. Yeah. For me, that's that's the big benefit to it. They can now do anything they want because they don't need permission from anybody. They yeah, they, they built a new foundation to a skyscraper they're about to erect. Right? Exactly. 
Yeah, and so and, and so to me that made all the every, every 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 rule, every idea will just be passed and it'll be approved and it will be so right. And so that makes all the sense in the world to me. And to me, what beyond that, what it told me was that they're all in, that this is a yes. commitment, a financial commitment by this company to start a company. And and this is going to be a now you're going to be held accountable as a company for the PL, for you know, growth for all that kind of stuff. And so as much as I always thought Matrum was all in anyways, because Barry just doesn't usually give up on things. Um, this to me was even more of a statement of we're all in as a company. This was this we, we've been talking about since Matrim started doing this. We've been talking about likening it to what they did with the darts with the PDC. This was a step that I was looking for to confirm to me that they are doing that that, that is where they're going. Right. You know, because that's what they did with the PDC. They turned around to the BDO, you know, the the the, the, the original they start, one. Yeah. They said to them, they said, we want this, we want this, we want this, and we're taking these players, these players, these players. The BDO fought against them. They turned around and said, we'll do it without you. Yeah. And they just walked away from them. And they took the players, and then very slowly the players just started filtering over. And now the BDO basically became an amateur tournament with no money in it, uh, an amateur tour with no money in it. The World Championships, they didn't even pay out one of the players. They didn't have the money for it, one of the winners. Um, and this is where we are now. Yeah. We are back where they were in the PDC. <laughs> the PDC, when, when Barry Hearn went to the BDO and said, are you with us or are you against us? And the BDO said, we don't like what you're doing. See you later. And this is what yeah. exactly what's happened with the WPA now. Yeah. You can be with us or we do it on our own. Yeah. And I think, you know, Barry talks in his interviews, as he's supposed to do, to say, you know, we want the P the WPA to be with us. We want all we wanted was the rankings from them. We want to work with them. We want to do this. We want to do that. We want to still be involved with the WPA. Secretly, this is probably exactly what he wanted. Oh, for sure. He he, he just wanted to, he wanted to say, we're just going to do it on our own. Yeah. And he's Why got reasons for it. Without, look, without looking like we turned our back. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. We're doing it on our own. I think the separation is good for everyone because now everyone else can just go take their other games or other whatever and do what they want, and there's there's right. no there's no Absolutely. interference, right? Well, so, Mike, Mike, you've been in this industry longer than all of us. Uh, do you think that the WPA has a leg to stand on with the rest of the industry? Yeah. Do you think Predator now looks at them and says, "All right, we're still going to work with you," or do you think yes. Predator just says, "All right, well, no. okay." I, I think they do. Oh, yeah, because Predator, yeah. Predator, are not, Predator are not in a position to do what Matchroom have done and create their own uh, no. corporation. Right. I don't think that that was ever their goal, uh, but uh, I mean, they, they had different goals, different di di business plans, different approaches to how they were going to, you know, achieve whatever goal they were trying to set up. Uh, but I don't think, no, I, I think that WPA still has, you know, its area with Predator, with these other events, whether Predator runs them or someone else, China Open, whatever it's going to be, Qatar. Uh, there's still value there and there's still connection there with various uh, federations around the world. There's always going to be value there. How do they make the best use of it? They got to figure that out and they, they need to figure that out fast. And I think, I think that they will make an attempt to throw an olive branch matrims way and say, listen, we know you got a corporation, you're doing your own thing. There's still room for us to, to be part of that in some form or fashion of, assistance or whatever we you know whatever you can do but they're going to have uh, to do this very very soon because i mean yeah. i'm not sure why but they still have the world championships i can only assume that's a contractual obligation that is still 
has to yeah, be from when they bought the world championship. Yeah, this has to be on, but that that can't be unlimited. That's probably for let, let's just throw a number out there and say for another two years, and then Matchroom can just no. turn around and say. Right, we're taking that. Yeah, I'd be surprised if there's a year thing on it. I, I I would assume that it would be perpetuity because all matchroom contracts say perpetuity. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm surprised. Why, why not? Well, yeah. When does that get taken away from the WPA as well? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I would I would assume that the WPA or the actual World Pool Championships that's like an actual sanctioned thing, right? Like uh, the reason why there wasn't a, uh, uh, I guess, a World Champion Eight Ball for all but like three years in the last 20 was because the WPA didn't sanction it, right? You got to actually like be sanctioned to, to be a quote unquote. Nobody For about 20 years, it was two darts world champions. You can, you, you call it a world champion. You make your own event. You can turn around and say, we're crowning a well, world champion. Sure, doing that. sure but always, that was always the problem with pool in the past. And that's why this has been a good thing over the years to have yeah. But so, that's that's yeah. kind of my point, right? Is like yeah. maybe, or I think the WP actually gives credence to being a world champion at that point. If right. they stop working with them on the world pool, on the world pool championships, then they that don't. person is no longer a world champion. They they can say they're a world champion, but they they're not be, going. They could be the world nine ball to a world champion, but they're exactly. not on the same list with the guy who well, won the WPA world in. championship in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand and seven. Yeah, right. so that's the reason why you continue to work with them. List. Okay, yeah, you don't you don't go on the history list. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's why so you, you continue to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but the US it's, Open. It's it's pain. The US Open is not the US Open is no longer WPA. Is there a new list of US Open champions now? Well, that's different. You're not you're not if you US win Open the was US Open was only WPA sanctioned. It wasn't it wasn't the yeah. WPA world championship, it wasn't the WPA anything. I mean it just it was like any other event sanctioned by the WPA. World championships are something different that they own. Yeah, right. I, I would say the the the, pres, uh, the prestige of winning the U.S. Open is to get that green jacket. The the prestige of winning the World Pool Championships is you are now a world champion, right? You don't become a world champion by winning the U.S. Open, in title or in general, right? Yeah. I mean, what are you talking about in the long run? The difference between, you know, the Wikipedia page of World Pool Champions is still going to be updated with your name on it, regardless of whether it's WPA <laughs> or not. What's the difference? You're still World Champion. I don't, I don't know. Is that true? Is that well, true? Is it, if, if you look at the World Pool the Wikipedia page, it won't, but, sure, but it, if it you won't go be to on the Billiard Digest page. There you go. I got my I got my edition of Billiard Digest today. It's still freshly, and I'll be opening that up later on. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I hope you learned something. There's some good instruction in there to help you be a better player, Jim. I would I would say you lose nine to one. Read that book. Wow. <laughs> Cancelling his subscription. Canceling his subscription. Right here. Yeah. I don't know. It was low-hanging fruit. I had to go there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they had this discussion. They had this discussion with the darts as well. They ended up with two world champions. One said we're the legitimate world champion. The other one said we're the legitimate world champion. You still. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the world same thing, right? I'm looking at the world eight ball champions, and I'm seeing uh, Francisco Sanchez Ruiz in 2022, 2012 is Cheng Jung Lin, 2011 yep. is Dennis Arcoyo, 2010 is Carl Boyce, and so on and so forth. But what I don't know, and Mike, you'll be able to know this: was there any stretch in there? So it's 2022, 2012, 2011, 2010, 2008, 2007, 2005, 2004. Was there any? stretch in there where they held it but it wasn't wpa sanctioned no 
Okay, so then those are the only years that the world yeah nobody bothered calling their event the world eight ball championship because it was not you know it, it had no value so yeah, no, somebody, i could have called an event in beloit that if i wanted to but no one's going to even know that it ever happened yeah so I, the, I there's four or five different world eight ball championships every single year i think Mar i think marcus shamar tried to get his eight ball tournament to be some sort of a version of a world championship, but it was never. Yeah, and if you want to do that as a world, then you contact the WPA and say what it's going to cost. They're going to say it's going to cost you a hundred thousand dollar added or whatever it's going to be. And if you can't do it, I mean that's that was the whole thing with the world straight pole championship. Yeah. How it fell out of being sanctioned and then was just the world tournament of fourteen point one, right? So it kept going, but it doesn't have the it doesn't have the 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 stamp on it, which some people say has value and some people say don't. So it's. So then, to be clear, am I not a world champion for winning uh, the Q it Up Tour Stop Finals last that, year? That's one hundred percent true. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> not a world champion. Yes. <laughs> but going back to the incorporation of the um, WNT, what we're actually going to have for maybe the first time ever is a full professional list of one hundred twenty-eight players, a full professional tour, an actual global tour. Something yeah, no, that's. That would be great. It would be great to get to that point where there's, you know, it's all about structure and yeah. legitimacy and credibility. Um, you know, the next thing we got to do is get the money to the point where being a pro adds up to being a pro. Yeah. Right? Someone commented earlier where, you know, you're fighting for the third spot, automatic spot on Team USA with $16,000 over the first eight months. You know, that's, that, that's not going to get you very far as far as a professional tour, you know, tour yeah. player. So, you know, and that's something that you know, obviously everybody is pushing for going forward as well is, is more money. And yet there's people online that are like making fun of 16 year olds for holding fundraisers so that they can get to Austria. It's incredible. Yeah. Poor Sam Henderson getting picked on. <laughs> Somebody actually has the bald ass. Did you see any of this, Mike, by chance, no. Chris? Somebody no. actually called sam henderson out on facebook saying asking where his money goes when he wins a tournament and why isn't why aren't why isn't he using that to fund his trip to austria a 16 year old kid there's literally somebody that's like basically telling a 16 year old kid that he should be fully funding a trip to Austria to go represent the United States of America. You should never bring up stuff like this, Nate, unless you're willing to bring up the person's name and oh, Facebook I list. And I, I and I know what I was doing with my winnings when I was 16 years old, but we're not going to talk about that on the podcast. No, no. Well, it's legal, <laughs> legal now in the U.S. So in most I got no problem. I got no problem calling him out. Where Where's it at? Uh, Tim no. Bringman. Apparently, he is the ACS president of Iowa. I got no What's problem bringing his name up. Yeah, so yeah. Picking on one of his own kids. Well, he says, uh, "What does he say here? I'm going to be a dick." Well, but yeah. what happens? Success <laughs> guaranteed. This is a okay. exact quote. No argument there. I'm going to be a dick. Period. But what happens to Sam's winnings and sponsors' support? They're, they have a problem. They literally have a problem with a. Uh, this dude has a problem with a 16 year old running a fundraiser. <laughs> to afford to go to Austria because he can't go alone. So he's got to take at least one of his parents. Nate's in the, in the comments here, Nate's his other, his dad. So he's got a problem with what, what is a, what is a plane ticket right now to Austria? You think 
two grand for ten. Probably. I would say probably fifteen. Yeah, fifteen hundred US. So let, let's just say fifteen hundred. So you got fifteen hundred times three. You're looking at forty five hundred dollars before you even step foot in Europe. You're looking at another week's worth of hotel. Let's just say that's another fifteen hundred. Uh, food. Let's just say it's another five. And you're looking at about a seven thousand dollar trip before you even yeah. like get there. And this dude, so he didn't, Shane Tyree, that, he didn't win that much in ACS tournaments in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I can't believe it. Right, you're, you're, t you're telling me. Can you not donate some of the winnings that you got from the Q Up Challenge thing that you won, World Championship thing that you won? That must have been oh. big money. No? Sorry, say that again. Sorry, I was reading Shane Tyree's. No. Say that. It, well, you must have won like, big money when you became World Champion Q Up. Yeah, thing right. actually, right. actually, that was that was three grand. There you go. There's three grand for you. Yeah, Nate's just offered his three grand. No, I didn't. That's my money. <laughs> That's my I money. spent it on cat food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, so that's good. Shane Tyree said that the kids don't have to pay for hotel or breakfast for Worlds. That's that's good. That that helps. Um, Parents get a free room, too? Free breakfast. Wow. Yeah, that, that's a good question, Shane. Does, uh, do the, does chaperones uh, the parents... Yeah. Do the chaperones get a room as well, or do they have to, they have to cohabitate? I would, yeah, I would assume that the... Parents do. The parents do have to pay. That's, there you go. Yeah. Oh, there's Trey. Okay. Hey, I got it. I got it. I don't know if I did this in the last podcast. It was that far, that, that long ago. That was a strong jump, Tracy. I tell you, that. you wouldn't have got me up there. I don't oh. care who. You, I don't care which pool player it is. <laughs> up the top of the that was that was the coolest. Yeah, that was that, that was, was the coolest thing. Yeah, I'm so disappointed she didn't take me. I wanted to do it too. You'd we'd have made you do it without the rope. Yeah, I would have too. <laughs> My yeah, big old ears would have like flapped, and I'd have just flew down <laughs> safely. You'd have bounced. <laughs> No, but I, I, I just, I mean, some people, I, I just don't understand where, like, this dude's, like, a representative of the, pre he's the president of ACS in Iowa, and he's, like, calling out a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. Like, ACS? <clears throat> it's an amateur, amateur pool league system in the yeah, state. It's, it's, it's through the Midwest. Well, it's around the country, I guess, but mostly Midwest. Okay. Yeah, mostly, yeah. Does he, um, does he, not, does he not get some sort of funding from the, was it a BCA event? BCA. Does he not get some sort of funding as qualifying through their system in order to go to these championships? Well, apparently a room. A room and breakfast. Oh, so that's actually the DCA that are paying for that. That's good. I don't know what I don't know. Well, I mean Shane Shane's I mean Shane could tell me who's actually paying for that. I I don't know who this is the first time I've heard of that. So I I, I honestly just didn't know that. Uh, I'm happy to be wrong. Uh, if that's the BEF that's supporting that or the WP. I don't I don't know what's supporting that. So I'm sure Shane can tell us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it, 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 and if, and if, and if Sam is in the wrong for being 16 and winning tournaments, where do you draw the line? Is Savannah, is Savannah, like if she runs a fundraiser, is, is she absolutely out a fundraiser of, to go to go to Europe? Now is, now is she, should we be a dick to her and say that, uh, she should be using her winnings for that? Like, are we expecting a 12 year old to have a fully functional professional career where well, they're fully, where they, it's about time she takes care of her own stuff. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> back when I was a kid, you know, we were walking uphill both ways in twenty-five feet of snow just to make fifteen cents. To, I just don't. I, I don't get it. I don't understand how you're putting that kind of onus, a seven to eight thousand dollar onus, on on a sixteen-year-old kid and telling them to be functional with their finances to be able to afford Believe that. Me. 
Well, you know, well, that's, 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 that's social media, isn't it? If the pros could get away with running a fundraiser to go to the Asian Open, they would. <laughs> Trust and me. The, Senate, the, 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 guy, the guy started his comment perfectly by saying, I'm about to be a dick. And yeah. So, uh, but I don't think that I don't think it's anything new, really. So I don't know why he said I'm about to be a dick because my guess is that he's got a pretty good track record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell you what: it's a lot easier to pick on 16 year olds than it is people your own age, huh? <laughs> and Shane says uh, the BCA does not pay this time. Predator as a host pays. BEF uh, is building. Okay, so so the predator is basically putting that together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sending 12 players gets expensive it's quick. It's I, guarantee it. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What a great way to end the show. Wasn't that, wasn't that fantastic? We yeah. have to do one more thing, though. We have to answer Kerry's question because he's asked it twice. Yeah, I've, I've ignored it twice as well just because it's Kerry. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. This isn't, this isn't a walking billboard for onboard sportswear. You you want to get that kind of you know treatment, you better start up in that, uh, you know, up that money. Let's go. You're the only one that gets paid by them. That's true. Yeah. Do you have a picture of what he's talking about? I don't have the a picture. Of that's why I, uh, I see, yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them. The 30th anniversary jersey. They look quite nice. Quite, I, I don't have a picture of it. That's why I didn't. I was talk hoping they'd go back to those red, white, and blue stripe ones they had back when Earl was playing. Karen, do you want to? The, the, do you like want to send me a picture? Cows. The waistcoats the the like out. Yeah. I just don't have it. So I can't talk about something I've never seen. Shall we? Shall we dedicate a portion of next week's show to the the shots, and we'll get all we'll get all the the, the graphics and stuff like that, and then next week's show we can uh, we can show everybody what the Moscone Cup shots are going to look like. Yeah, for. yeah. I mean, I'm wearing on board. I'm wearing the Alaska range. I'm already promoting them. Look at this. But yeah, we you're, can do that. Look at you. You're ready for winter. It's a hundred degrees outside, Nate. He doesn't go outside. Look at his skin. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> that's your hair old man hey that's unnecessary it was good okay one. right Kerry's on top of things we good. got him Kerry, get all the graphics over to us and we'll pop it up here he already did i'm on it here hold my beer whoops got rid of the chat sorry <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing you have to put a driver's head see this is why i'm saying we could probably do it next week at this rate, it will be next week before it comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, Jim. We just hit an hour and a half. Yeah, no, come on. <laughs> World Athletics Championships are gone. My lunch is getting warm. Oh, wrong one. This one. Here's the sneak peek at them. Yeah. If they're already ready to go, Carrie, why don't I have one? Why didn't you send one to me yet? This is BS. So is, see, let me ask this. is If you're left-handed, is the blue on the other shoulder? See, this is this is what I liked at the World Pool Masters. It was very cool, wasn't it? Well, you brought yeah. that up, and I hadn't noticed it, and yeah, I was like, I really, oh, I really that enjoyed that. I thought, cool. I thought the, the details, you know, that's it. That the whole, de that's, detail, that's a, a quality product is the details, and I right, really enjoyed all it. the detail. That was very the cool. The players had the Although, sleeve all the way you know, I don't yeah. know what they would do for John Mora. <laughs> He'd have one to break with and one to change shirts between shots. He'd have to go in. That's pretty no, they're good. I like them. They're nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I, I don't know. I think we should all get free ones. Yeah, I don't see why we wouldn't, right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. At least certainly now, certainly now that we've talked about them and, you know. 
Yeah, yeah we have a talk European one as well. Yeah. Then. Oh, oh, you want to see that one too? Well, they're going to win, so. Really? Oh, it's I got to say the American. I got to say the American ones a bit stands out a bit better, doesn't it? Like yeah, it's got yeah, it's got a little contrast too with the different colors, yeah. which is cool. But these are cool too. Yeah, yeah. nice design, awesome. clean, sharp. Good I think the, the, the blue one goes better with the gold medal and the, the yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So, uh, Carrie, when are we going to be able to start ordering these? All the people in the chat want to know now. Except for. I haven't gotten mine yet, so I, I feel like we all should get one. If they're still going to be using DPD for the delivery system, then we're too late to order them. <laughs> and there you hey, go. Yeah, I was going to yep. say, feel free to take that down now. Right. Okay. Are we done? Yep, yep. we're done. 100%. Pre order available straight after US Open. So get to Onboard right. Sportswear. Get on board. Onboardsportswear.com. And get yourself a get in there quick before they all sell out and get your shots. Yeah, especially if you're going to go, especially if you're going to be in London for it. But they sold out in about 15 minutes, and there was a lot of very angry people. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to bring a got to bring a little more inventory with you this year, guys. Yes, I think they're learning that every event. They're, they're yeah. getting more and more. Yeah. Are, we, uh, are, we, are we doing a, a queue up shot for this for this year? Ah, uh, seems like we probably should, shouldn't we? Yeah. Are you going, Nate? Must go. Yeah. At a boy, I'm gonna. I might, even, I might even be sober for a, a part of two, it. Two, two weeks in Vegas is gonna seem like a holiday when I'm finished with it. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, Jim likes to talk all this smack about it, but he knows that at the end of the night, I'm still gonna be the only person there still drinking with him. So I don't know what he all talks this smoke for. That's because the rest of my friends are all lightweights. I'm still there at the end of the night, Jim. Because you've got so, nowhere else to go. <laughs> are you going to the are you going to the US Open, Nate? Yeah, I'll be there too. You be at the US Open as well? Good. Yeah, the only question I have right now is whether or not I'm gonna to go to the international. If I do, it'll just it's just gonna be for the Hall of Fame banquet though. Okay. So I gotta look at the, the flights into um Norfolk, Norfolk and decide what what is a what is a well I guess we're in the same neighborhood now, aren't we? Uh you flying out of Madison these days or uh O'Hare? I'm mostly flying out of O'Hare. Yeah. Okay, so it's you're just, still or, or more the, so the, I'm closer to Milwaukee than Madison, but uh, that's why I asked. That's why I asked. I said Milwaukee, didn't I? Or did I say Madison? You said Madison, but it doesn't oh. matter. Um, it's just yeah, it's just not. It's just not worth it. So I mean, it's the flights. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're just yeah. I got to go nonstop, otherwise I'm not going. Oh, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, what are the flights from O'Hare to uh, Norfolk? Do you think? I will tell you in one second. Uh, God, this is a riveting podcast, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't have my. I don't have the. Chris, how's here. your life going? Huh? How's your life going? Good. Why? Just wondering. Yeah. You look happy. I've never seen yeah. you this happy before. Mine, I'm, I'm giving out donuts left, right, and center to some of the <laughs> players. And- the shit talk has started and Jim's not even paying attention. <laughs> um, I've switched off now. <laughs> like, I think most of our viewers probably have. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I've given up. You get a little sunny, you just turn into the happiest little guy, Chris. I like it. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we're done. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.